0: Hey, uh, so this is going to be a little awkward to start the show this way. I'm back from vacation, by the way. Happy to be back here in Orlando. Happy to be back in the chair for another episode of Locked on Magic. Uh, But I'm recording this here at about 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon. And, well, um, the Magic have, uh, according to several reports now from Adrian Wojnarowski, Shams Tarania, sorry if I mispronounced that, that, Shams, uh, and Josh Robbins, uh, the Magic have signed Jonathan Simmons. Uh, so uh, I don't want you to think that I ignore this on today's episode of Locked On Magic. In fact, while I was recording it, the news broke. So I did. I, I, I didn't want to rearrange the show or re-record the show or make things sound a little bit awkward. Uh, so I've kept the show intact, and it does include kind of a pause at, at, at a moment where the Jonathan Simmons news breaks. From there, I dive into the Jonathan Simmons news uh, and the reaction to it. So if you're looking for that, it comes at about the 20-minute mark of the show. So if you want to skip to my Jonathan Simmons reaction, by all means, do that. Today's show is sponsored by SeatGeek. Uh, you'll hear the ad in the middle of the show as well. I wanted to get that out now just in case, just in case you skip it, which you should. you should. You should you should, listen to the SeatGeek ad because it, it pays the bills. But I'm not ignoring the Jonathan Simmons news. I'm not ignoring any of that. I just wanted you to know it happened while I was recording. So for my immediate reaction, fast forward to the 20-minute mark. Otherwise, here's today's show. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. It is a Friday afternoon, July 14th, 2017. I am back. From vacation, and like I promised, I'm going to do a quick little episode for you today just to get you back into the Locked On Magic routine, kind of catch up on what happened the last week, which was nothing, uh, and uh, answer some of your mailbag questions. I've been gone for a week, so I wanted to know what you guys were wondering about with the Orlando Magic uh, as we get to the end of the summer. I want to thank everyone who submitted questions. I'll get to as many of them as I can, Uh, and of course... Uh, we'll be back with full episodes on Monday, going back to daily or mostly daily uh, for the rest of this month. Uh, yes, I too need a vacation, so I was in Las Vegas uh, for NBA Summer League. I, I went as a fan and, and, and got to enjoy a little bit of the basketball there as well as meet up with uh, some, some people there. It was a fantastic weekend or week. Uh, I uh, left the craps table ahead, which is very cool for me. Uh, I made a little bit of money. Uh, Spent it all, of course, on nice dinners there, too. But a fantastic week, but I'm happy to be back in the chair, ready to get going here on Locked On Magic. So let's dive straight in to your mailbag questions. Our first question today comes from David Lundeen, at David Lundeen. He asks, why will next offseason be better than this one for the Magic? Well... This is this, uh, We're going to get into a whole bunch of issues with this question because I think this is a good time to kind of start parsing out why the Magic have been kind of quiet this summer uh, and why the Magic have done a lot of the things that they have done so far this summer or why the Magic haven't done a lot of the things that they've done so far this summer. Let's start off with the cap situation because I know that's a question a lot of people have on their minds. Currently, uh, and I'm going to kind of do the math here with you, the Magic currently have or at least entering the offseason. Let's let's go let's go with that. Entering this offseason, the Magic had 77 or with current roster players. The Magic have 77.9 million dollars in guaranteed salary. That's Evan Fournier, Bis Mike Nikola Vucevic, Terrence Ross, DJ Augustine, Aaron Gordon, Mario Zonia, Alfred Payton, and CJ Watson's waived one million dollars. That's seventy seven point nine million dollars. So they you're just sitting there saying, okay, so the magic do have a little bit of capper. Well, hold on. They've spent some of it now. They spent $6 million on Shelvin Mack. Then they spent an additional $4.2 million on Jonathan Isaac. So guaranteed salary for next season for the Orlando Magic is currently at $88.1 million. Not Not too shabby, not too bad, right? That would give them rough eleven million dollars of potential open cap space. So, so before we get into cap holds or anything like that or, or non-guaranteed deals, the Magic have eighty-eight point one million dollars, so about eleven million dollars of cap space this summer to spend. Of course, the Magic aren't going to spend it all. I suspect, and I think everyone kind of agrees, the Magic are going to keep Marcus Georges-Hunt and Patricio Guarino on into the uh, into training camp. So their 1.31, their $1.3 million salaries, both of them remain on the books. So you gotta shave off $2.6 million off that total. So if we do that, the magic are now at $90.7 million of $90.7 million of salary on the books. Then you have to add in another asset that the magic have. Yes, the trade exception, the traded player exception that the magic acquired in the Sergio Baca deal counts against the cap. Now, they can renounce this at any time, but just like Carino, Georges Hunt, and the Ibaka trade exception, they can renounce it at any time. And that gets them to $93 million. Again, about $6 million of cap room. Then you have to add in the open roster spaces. The NBA does have a cap hold on open roster spaces at the the rookie minimum salary, which is about $800,000. So the Magic have, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 players on their roster. And so they have a little, they, they have 12 players currently on the roster. So there's, you know, three more spots open. And that's another couple hundred, that's another couple million on the, on the cap hold. So they're $93 million of cap room, which would be roughly $6 million, $6 million of space left to spend. Gets cut down by about two to two and a half million, depending on on how the math works. So the mat, So I've been operating for a while with the magic having about four and a half million dollars of cap space. They can certainly add to that. They can make it up to six or seven. Now probably eight if they really wanted to. But for intents for all intents and purposes, the magic have about four million dollars of space left to spend this summer. That's why we haven't seen a lot of activity from the Magic. Uh, there was rumor earlier this week that the Magic were among the teams chasing after Shabazz Muhammad. Very possible that that they remain in that running, uh, that, that they are interested in a player like that. He'd certainly add some depth to the team, which is something they're lacking. Right now, at the backup three, you're looking at using either Marcus Georges Hunt or Mario Hazonia. I, I don't know if that's ideal for the team, or, or, or Jonathan Isaac, of course. Um, there's the, the, the Keem Birch uh, rumor that's been floating floating around. Uh, I have heard that the Magic did help with his buyout, so it does seem like he's at least going to get a training camp invite, if not a two-way contract, if not a training camp invite that turns into a two-way contract to, to give him a little bit more money. Um, it, it's not exactly clear, and and, and, and I never could get good confirmation whether that signing is actually happening, so we're going to hold off on breaking that down for the moment. But... This is where the magic sits. So, so they're not capped out. They're operating like they're over the. They're not operating as if they're over the cap. They're definitely under the cap, and they still have their room exception at at about four and a half million dollars that they can spend. They can't spend that in combination with their with their four and a half million dollars of cap room. Um, so they could they could pretty much sign two players to about five one to a five million dollar one to a four and a half million dollar contract. They'd have to use the room exception first. Uh, as far as timing the deal. So, you know, maybe that's in play too. But the Magic essentially are all capped out. So, this is kind of the team the Magic have entering next season. The the the, the roster is pretty well set. And if you're looking for a depth chart, you got Alfred Payton, Shelvin Mack, and DJ Augustin as your three point guards. Derek Walton's on the sideline for now, if if he if he's ever, if it was even in the Magic's interest. You've got Evan Fournier, Marcus Georges Hunt, and Patricio Guarino as your shooting guards. you got Terrence Ross and Mario Azonia as your small forwards. You've got Aaron Gordon, and currently right now, no one behind him. Jonathan Isaac would probably fill some of those minutes at the four, and you'd see Ross or Fournier or Georges Hunt or Guarino also play some three, and you could maybe see some Mac play some two. And then you have... Besmack Biombo, Nikola Vucevic at center, so you've got a at least idea of what the Magic's depth chart looks like. So what does this mean for next year? Where does that leave the Magic next year? The unfortunate thing for Orlando when it comes to to the cap space is they don't have much room to play with. They don't have a lot of uh, uh, room to get better because all their big salaries remain on the books. Really, they won't have much cap relief, assuming there are no trades, which maybe we're expecting some trades. The Magic aren't going to have a lot of cap relief this year, or at least until 2020. The summer of 2018, or until the summer of 2019, until the 2020 season. The summer of 2018 is going to be very similar to this summer. And, unfortunately, maybe for the Magic, the salary cap is not expected to grow very much next season. Taking a look at the books that I'm using here, uh, Keith Smith's NBA salary and roster sheets. If you don't know Keith Smith, he's been on the show before. Follow him at Keith Smith NBA. He has a really good salary database. Um, it, it, it's hard to project what the what the Magic's cap room is going to be like next year um, because we don't know what the salary cap is going to be. It's expected to stay at around 99 million dollars, which it was this year. Um, but orlando's situation isn't going to improve dramatically that's 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 the bottom line lesson from all of this taking a look at the magic's cap sheet right now orlando is set according to keith smith's cap sheet to have it's looking like got to find the hole find the hole here uh, $95.9 million without cap holds. $75.4 million without options. So they're going to start off with about $75.4 million uh, in total salary next season. That's going to change, obviously. It's going to change a lot. They have $1 million guaranteed to Shelvin Mack. They could guarantee the final five of his $6 million, so that could change that. They have Mario Azonia's uh Team option, $5.2 million that they could spend. And then, of course, they have uh, restricted free agents to deal with next summer, too. Aaron Gordon is a restricted free agent. Alfred Payton is a restricted free agent. Patricio Guarino and Marcus Georges Hunt, if they remain on the roster and get guaranteed, will become restricted free agents with, uh, with uh, I believe, early bird rights, if not uh, arenas provision rights, which I don't think they'll qualify. I don't think they'll they'll get arenas contracts. So Orlando, again... It's looking to be somewhere in the 80s before free agency starts and they've got to commit money to two key young players in Gordon and Peyton. So next summer, the summer of 2018, is probably not the summer to spend either. What does this mean for the Magic in a whole? What does this mean for the Magic in general? And I'm sure I'll, 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 I'll... rehash this again on on a future episode and in a post on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well. What does this mean for the Magic in general? Well, it means that the roster they've currently got is the roster they're probably going to have for the next two years. There just isn't a lot of maneuverability to get that high price free agent. They've got to take care of their own, almost, for the next two years. And so it certainly leads a lot of people to conclude that the Magic are preparing to tank. And I, I, I don't think that that's 100% the case. Uh, you know, I, I think that, yes, that is a possible and potentially likely outcome for the season, that the Magic, off a 29-win season, have had no real chance to improve their team yet. And so they are kind of stuck in that 29 to 34 win range, maybe let's say 25 to 35 win range. That's kind of where they're at as an organization with the with the rosters they with the roster they've got and the salaries they have on their books. So this is again not the summer. This is this is not the summer to make a giant gigantic move. And next summer isn't the summer to make a gigantic move. Cuz remember also Not added into this equation is the Magic's draft pick for next year, whatever that's going to be. We can't predict that yet. And so Orlando is in this weird spot where they've just got to kind of hold tight. they got to look for opportunities to make trades, absolutely. If they can get out of one of these big salaries, whether it's Biombo, whether it's Vornier, whether it's Augustin, whether it's even Vucevic, who I think will get more value as, as time goes on. They've got to get out of one of these big salaries to create room to re-sign Aaron Gordon, maybe re-sign Alfred Payton, and add a big free agent. Right now, they don't have the ability to do that. That's where the Magic sit at the moment. And so, when I said throughout the whole free agency process, the Magic aren't focused on free agency so much, they're more focused on trades, this is why I mean that. And I think it's going to be this way for the next two years. And, you know, I've kind of said this, you know, at least on in print and online. I don't know if I've said this on here. I think the magic are in a position right now where there is no bad result for them. Because they're kind of stuck with what they've got for a while. If they can find a way to get out from under some of these big salaries, they will absolutely do it. If it makes sense, frees up book, frees up the book, gives them a young player that they like, I think they'll do it. But at the same time, I think that they're okay saying, you know, we think we have some talented players, so we're not going to just give them away. And we think that we can get this, gather this group up and maybe make a run. If everything breaks our way, we can make a run and have a successful season, especially in this Eastern Conference. And if that happens, fantastic. If it doesn't happen and the team ends up with a high lottery pick again... That's not so bad either, because the best way to add young talent right now is through the draft. Whether that means the Magic are more or less willing to put big money up for Aaron Gordon or put big money up for Alfred Payton is definitely another question entirely. We're, we're looking at what this restricted free agency market has been. A player like Alfred Payton, you might be able to get back really cheap if you need a point guard next year. Like I, I'm very curious what this season and the way restricted free agency has played out means for a player like Alfred Payton. Aaron Gordon, I think you're going to have to pay. I think I think if you can get him wrapped up pretty quickly, you should probably do it at the price you want. I think you're going to have to pay him. But there's a lot up in the air for the Magic, but this little maneuverability to, to make things happen right now. And so this may not be what fans want to hear, but everyone's going to have to sit tight for just a little bit. Everyone's going to have to just kind of ride it out with this roster for another year or two before the Magic can really make some splashy moves. And honestly, I think that, I don't know if the Magic will make some big splashy moves in 2020, but if the Magic are looking to kind of roll the dice and see if they can turn their current roster into something, they have two years to build up that reputation before they can really spend again. And so that's where the team is at at the moment with their cap sheet. Before we move on to the next question, I do want to say a quick word from our pals over at SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there's a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. Just like that. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L-O-N-B-A. Again, that's L-O-N-B-A today. That's promo code L-O-N-B-A for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. There's a lot of fun stuff coming to Orlando, including Orlando City, concerts, um, lots of good stuff. The the, the, the the big soccer game next weekend between uh, Paris Saint-Germain and uh, Tottenham Hotspur. A lot going on in the city beautiful, throughout the summer until we get to Magic season. So be sure to check it out and use SeatGeek to get in the door. Let's move on to our next question. It comes from Kyrie Curving. That's at Jonah Thank 92 He asks, assuming EP and AG have decent progression this season and we're low-seeded playoff team, what do you think the Magic signed them for in restricted free agency? You know, I touched a little bit on the restricted free agency issue uh, in the last question, uh, but I think this is a really, really tough question to gauge, and really tough question. Uh, if I were the Magic, I am really, really wrestling with this question and trying to figure out what their value is. Um, obviously, the Magic didn't draft a point guard in this draft, so they are married to Alfred Payton for the moment, and I'm I'm, I'm in the camp with Alfred Payton, very similar to, to Nikola Vucevic, that... The position is very, very difficult to fill. Point guard and center are two of the most difficult positions to fill. And I think both are serviceable options. I think Vucevic, for all his flaws, is not a bad center. He's probably not a starting center on a championship team, but I think you can cover up his flaws. He improved a lot on defense last year. If he can make another another little jump and, and at least be a passable and, and be more than a passable defender, um, I think that the team will be okay. Uh, And so I've always said, you don't trade a player like that unless you have a better option in place. I feel very much the same way about Alfred Payton. Payton is a serviceable option. He does a lot of good things on the floor. He's not perfect. I don't know if you win a championship with him as your point guard, but he does a lot of really good things, uh, and I don't think you just throw that away and start from scratch. You don't trade an Alfred Payton, or you don't let an Alfred Payton go unless you have a better option in place. I think the Magic are gonna wait and see with Peyton, though. I don't think they're gonna offer him anything as an extension this summer. I think they're gonna they're gonna to go to him and say, you know, we need to see what you can do. You know, you played really, really well toward the end of last season. We wanna see you do that for an 82 game schedule. And if you can do that, then we will uh Oh, that's this is the this is the fun. This is the fun of doing this. I am I'm talking about Alfred Payton, but breaking news to the Locked On Magic desk, desk: the Magic have signed Jonathan Simmons of the San Antonio Spurs. So that is that is some some news. That is definitely news to me. Uh, we'll have a complete breakdown of that in in uh, God. I, I'm I'm having to flip gears completely now uh, as as we do live breaking news here on Locked On Magic. Um. So let's put aside the the restricted free agents in just a moment. I talked a little bit about them in the first question anyway, but I'll I'll, I'll circle back around to Alfred Payton and Aaron Gordon in just a moment. But I I, I we got breaking news. We got to talk about Jonathan Simmons. Uh, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, citing specifically Jonathan Simmons' agent uh, and Shams Charania, uh, as well as uh, of the vertical, as well as Josh Robinson, Orlando Sentinel confirmed this as well. The Orlando Magic have signed. San Antonio Spurs guard Jonathan Simmons to a three-year contract. Again, further clogging up the books. We don't know what, what how much he's being paid. It's, it's possible that he takes up the remaining of the Magic's roughly 4 to $5 million of cap space. It's possible that he signed for the $4.5 million room exception, but it seems more likely the Magic are going to be willing to go over the cap here uh, if they can. I'm not 100% sure they, they have this exception available to them. Um, but it, it's possible that they've go, they've decided to go over the cap and use their tax their non-taxpayer MLE or a part of it at roughly eight and a half million dollars to make this signing. So contract details are not out as of now. Simmons, though, uh comes had a fantastic season with the San Antonio Spurs this year. He averaged 6.2 points per game, 2.1 rebounds per game, shot 42% from the floor with a 45.6% effective field goal percentage. Um, is known as a very strong defender. Uh, had 2.1 defensive win shares last year, a .9 defensive box plus minus uh, as a player uh, in that San Antonio Spurs system that that really, really works. He had a very good playoffs as well, uh, averaging 10.5 points per game in the playoffs, including shooting 50.4% effective field goal percentage, 45.6% from the floor overall, and 35.1% from beyond the arc. Uh For his career, though, he is a 32.2% three-point shooter, shot 29.4% from beyond the arc last year, so not much of a three-point shooter. Simmons, a lot of people really like Simmons. He is a player that really stepped up during the playoffs, really looked good during the Spurs playoff run, during the Spurs playoff season. A lot of people thought he was going to get some big offers in free agency, but like most of the restricted free agents, and that's something I was talking about uh, a little bit earlier... The market really dried up quickly. There was not a market for restricted free agents, and everyone kind of assumed the Spurs would just match just about anything that they threw at them, and everyone was a little bit afraid to overpay him. It was somewhat of a surprise then that the Spurs decided to uh, pull back the qualifying offer. They kept his rights, but they pulled out, pulled back the qualifying offer uh, and made him an unrestricted free agent. Um, They signed Brandon Paul, assumedly, as a replacement for Simmons, knowing that he was going to go. So now the question is, how much did the Magic pay for him for the three years? If it's something like $25 million, that's a little bit of an overpay, and we'll see if he can live up to that contract. If it ends up being in the uh, $12, $13, $15 million range, something like that, then that might be something that's a little bit more reasonable for the Magic uh, on a three-year deal. Um, It's not 100% certain what exactly... Uh, is is the deal? Is is the final number here on Simmons? Uh, it, it, the news is just developing. Uh, this is a guy that a lot of Magic fans had targeted as a potential young player. He's uh, you know he's been around uh, for a while, uh, but he's 27 years old, so he's he's young ish. Been in the league only two years, had a really good season for the Spurs last year, but is. Is uh you know is still someone that that maybe uh, needs a little bit more time or, or needs uh, you know needs to be in the right system. There, there's a big question with Simmons about whether he looked really good because he was with the Spurs or whether he's actually really good. Uh, and so this is definitely a scenario where the Magic are saying we believe he's very good. We believe he is legitimately a good player. This is kind of the splashy free agent move that, that I think fans were looking for. So I think fans, uh, from, from the early reaction I'm seeing online, fans are very, very, very excited that the Magic made this move. Uh, this, again, this is a guy that I think a lot of Magic fans had targeted um, for, the, for the team from the very beginning. I know that we've listed him on our free agent lists uh, as far as players the Magic could go after uh, you know, if they're looking to make a big move. And Simmons fits that bill the question we're going to be asking all year long and probably for the next 3 years is will simmons be the be the player everyone thinks he is in san antonio or will simmons be uh or will simmons be a assistant player will he kind of flounder without the spurs defensive structure behind him and without the spurs spacing on offense to help him because he has not proven himself to be a strong three-point shooter yet I can say I like that the Magic are adding talent. I thought they needed to add another wing. Uh, you know, we did that. I did that depth chart in the previous question, um, and you know the depth chart now looks like you got Peyton, Mac, Augustin as your point guards. You have uh, let's say Ross and Simmons as your shooting guards. You have Fournier and Azonia as your small forwards, and you can probably play those those three between Fournier, Ross, and Simmons at the two or the three. You have Gordon and Isaac now as your power forwards, and you have Vucevic and Biombo as your center. So you have a solid nine-man rotation. You have Marcus George's Hunt you can throw in there as well. If he plays well, you got Wesley Owundu as well that you can play on the wing. So the Magic have a relatively full roster, uh, and they they have some guys who are at least intriguing and interesting. So I, I think that there is something there. It's just about whether the pieces click together spacing is going to be a huge issue for the Magic. Uh, There's no doubt about that. They don't have a lot of great three-point shooting. They still have to find some cohesiveness defensively, and if Simmons defends at the level the Magic think that he can defend at, clearly, the Magic might finally have that defense that they were looking for last year, honestly. They might be, be a stronger defensive team, and I think we all kind of sense that this is the direction the Magic want to go in. There's still a lot of questions about this roster, though, and I don't think Simmons answers them. Um, not not entirely. I, I've kind of said this though, about the whole magic uh, the whole magic uh, uh, p- approach so far. The magic are looking to get players that fit their long-term vision of the team. You look at you look at uh, let's say you look at um, the team, when it comes to uh, defense, length, versatility. Those are the three things that I think Jeff Weltman is really, really looking for. You can see that in how he drafted Jonathan Isaac. You can even see that how he, he, selected Ma- or he picked Shelvin Mack. The roster this year may not make a lot of sense. I think that that is a very, very real issue. Uh, I think that this roster is going to have its, its, its headaches. But I think what's most important is the Magic are looking... To build at least a relatively core. uh, uh, Relatively creating a core of players that fit a certain style. That fit a a way that they want to play. And that that core is the one they want to keep. I don't think you want to necessarily focus so much on the Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic's. Anyone on the roster who isn't someone they acquired. Everyone else is kind of auditioning for a spot in this new Magic culture. And so that could mean... You know, Aaron Gordon fits it. I think Aaron Gordon fits it. Yeah, I think Ross can fit it, maybe. Simmons, I think, definitely fits it. I think Fournier has to prove that he can fit it. Peyton has to prove that he can fit it. Um, everyone else is kind of in flux. And so, from a like cultural, from a uh, kind of perspective standpoint, I think that Simmons fits what the Magic want to do. So, from that perspective... I think that the team made a good signing. I think that the Magic um, made a a, a signing that fits their vision for what they want to do. Whether it fits this year's roster, I'm not sure. I I, Honestly, I'm not sure what to expect from this year's roster in any sense. So I I think that's kind of where I sit and kind of where I stand when it comes to Simmons. I think that this is a, a bit of a splashier move. I think that this is a move that, that Magic fans certainly are liking. I can see from the social media reaction here that, that fans are, are excited about this move. They like Jonathan Simmons. They know his name. It's one of the big free agents still on the board, so I think the Magic did good here to, to fill another wing player that they need. But uh, I, I'm going to hold a little bit of skepticism that he fits with the Magic want to do this season. But then again, like I said before, I'm not sure if the Magic care one way or the other how this season goes. I think that this season's more about evaluating what they have and beginning to position themselves for what the team's going to look like in the future. Because like I said, not going to have a lot of money in 2018, especially now that you've signed Simmons. Your money's coming in 2020, or 20, summer of 2019. So you have to kind of begin positioning yourself to be attractive to a, to a big-name player in 2019, or to put yourself in position to, to use some of that cap room uh, smartly in 2019, in a few years. So, getting back to the question about the restricted free agents, uh, it seems very very low on the totem pole now uh, as news breaks. But, like I said with Alfred Payton before, I think Payton's an it year. He needs to show what he's worth. Otherwise, I think the Magic are going to kind of sit tight and, and see what he becomes. Um, it, it's... It's tough to value Alfred Payton because he's been so inconsistent. So I think that the Magic kind of are going to him and saying, "Prove, prove to us that that you are uh, a uh, uh, a starter caliber player and someone that we can invest in." Um, uh, prove to us that what happened after the All Star break last year is is real, and then we can talk about contract about a contract. Um, with the way restricted free agency played out, you know, even looking at a guy like Jonathan Simmons, it was very quiet. Teams were very reluctant to go after restricted free agents, and there's still a lot on the board. Uh, and so I think that the Magic are going to be happy to kind of hold tight and not feel the desperation to 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 sign him. You know, I think they feel comfortable with Shelvin Mack. He's 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 a Weltman guy now, uh, and, and I think that the team is, is going to be willing to kind of sit tight with Peyton. Aaron Gordon, on the other hand, I think that Gordon is going to to be a uh, a bigger piece uh, to the puzzle. Um, I, I think that the Magic will offer Aaron Gordon an extension this summer. I've been toying around with about four years, $80 million. I think that he will be a $20 million a year guy, um, just based on potential. Uh, I think that to the Magic, he is worth that. And at the very least, he's a starting power forward who's a really good defender. And so I think that there is value in that, and I think that the Magic will pay for that this if they can this summer rather than next summer. 4 for 80 is about the cap that I would put it on. If you can get him for less, go for it. If you can get him for Evan Fournier's contract, go for it. Absolutely. Get it done now. But if I'm Aaron, I'm saying, you know, I give me a full healthy season. I can prove to you that I am something more than that. That I can get more on the market. Um, I think the Magic should not lowball him too bad now. I think that they need to be ready to spe- to, to say, you know, this is the offer we have on the table for you right now. But if you play really well this summer, or you play really well this season, we are willing to do more. We're willing to go further for you. Because we believe you're our franchise player. That's the sta- that's pretty much the statement the Magic have to make to him. Go out there and prove you're worth a max. Because we're willing to pay the max for you if you can prove it. Uh, you, maybe you don't put that bug in his head. That may not be a good negotiating tactic. But that's essentially what I think is happening with the Magic and Aaron Gordon. Um, it sounds crazy right now. because Because Aaron hasn't really done much. He's 12 points per game last year or something like that. He did average nearly 17 points per game after the All-Star break. And I think give him a full summer to, to, to add skills, which he has done every summer. He has added a skill every summer. He's just been hurt in training camp and it's always slowed him down. If he can get through the summer healthy, if he can get through training camp healthy, I think Aaron Gordon can make a little bit of a leap this year. I am very optimistic about what Aaron Gordon can bring to the team next year. I think Aaron Gordon will be the best player on the Magic this coming season. I don't. I have no doubt. I really don't have any doubt about that. As long as he stays healthy, and so his contract situation for next summer is very, very, very different um, than than everyone else's. And so I think that's kind of where we sit with the restricted free agents. I want to thank you guys for the questions. I want to thank you for uh, for for listening to the show today. I'm sorry. It's it was a little disjointed. Um, with the Jonathan Simmons signing breaking as I'm recording this. I'm going to post this as quickly as I can so you all can listen to it. Uh, I'll put a, yeah, I will put. hope you enjoyed the disclaimer at the beginning uh, so you can go back and listen to the parts you want. Um, I try to put the time tags in there for people that want to just skip around a little bit. But I, I do appreciate you all listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. It is good to be back in this chair. It, craziness happens. Thank God it didn't happen while I was on vacation, right? Thank God it didn't happen while I was on vacation, so I'm here to... To talk about it with you, uh, be sure to follow Lockdown Magic on Twitter at Lockdown Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Lockdown Magic. You can also follow the, you can also subscribe to the show if you haven't already on iTunes, Audio, and Stitcher. Tune in. We'll be back with full episodes next week. This turned out to be a full episode, uh, episode with the with the Simmons signing breaking us in between, but we'll be back with full daily episodes next week here on Lockdown Magic we'll have a complete breakdown. Of the Jonathan Simmons signing, as well as 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 initial as more initial thoughts uh, and and roster breakdown as well as salary breakdowns uh, for you on Monday's episode of Lockdown Magic. Uh, I may push that episode to the afternoon, so uh, may may start recording in the afternoons rather than in, in the mornings for you. Uh, I know people like to listen to this on work, so I will um I will I will do my best to do that as well. Um, you can also. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philip RR underscore omd That's at philip with one L, P-H-I-L-I-P, rr-omd. And of course, you can follow Orlando Magic Daily on Twitter at omagicdaily. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including the latest on the Jonathan Simmons signing, be sure to check us out at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, the mailbag is always open here on Locked on Magic as well as on orlandomagicdaily.com to send your questions to us at Locked On Magic or at omagicdaily. That's gonna do it for me today. It is good to be back in the chair and back from vacation, ready to get back to you talking magic basketball here on Locked On Magic. Until Monday, however, this has been Philip Rossman Reich for Locked On Magic and Orlando Magic Daily. See you next time on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.